We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Like so many organizations, including our own, this is a time to look back over the past year, a review. Our friends at Sauce Magazine are in the same mode and have come up with their list of best restaurants of 2018. Joining me in studio to go over that list, managing editors Heather Hughes and Catherine Claney and art director Mira Nagarajan. Thank you all so much for being with us. Hope you're ready for the holidays. <laughs> Get in there. Okay, we've got a lot of ground to cover in, in a fairly limited amount of time. What are the criteria that you have established for the best restaurants this year? Catherine, we'll start with you. Sure. So the main rules for Best New Restaurants are they had to be open between November 1st, 2017 and November 1st, 2018. So one calendar year, effectively. The majority of what we ate and drank at these restaurants had to be memorable and delicious. Um, the restaurant had to offer something unique to the St. Louis dining scene, something that sort of set them apart, uh, bumped them up a little bit from an, a similar concept. Um, the execution has to de- demonstrate technical skill and consistency. Not only did you do it well, but could you repeat that? Could you do it again? It wasn't a one-off experience. Um, and then obviously the atmosphere needed to be pleasant, friendly, and the service needed to be inviting. We needed to feel like the hospitality was really strong at these places. At the end of the day, we really just want to know how badly do we want to go back to these restaurants? How many people in our own personal lives are we telling, go here, try this? Um, and all of these nine restaurants really hit the, hit those marks. Okay, Heather, let's not uh, keep people in suspense. Who has the list? Our number one restaurant this year is Louis in Des Moines. Um, it is a Italian-American neighborhood restaurant, so it's not as trend-focused as a lot of the places that have topped our list before, like Publico or Vicia in the past. Um, but it is one that was completely unanimous this year. <laughs> Everyone in the office were like, okay, well, we know it's Louie, so we started with that. This is a restaurant from um, restaurateur Matt McGuire, who has been in the restaurant industry in St. Louis forever. Um, like I said, it's not super trendy, but it feels like the culmination of everything that he's learned in his time uh, working in restaurants. Um, it just feels really dialed in, really tight, um, in service, food, bar, everything is just uh, really high level. Uh, and it doesn't, it sort of has a timeless feel, like um, it's very stylish, and everything's in very good taste. Um, I'm being very vague. The food is also delicious. The ravioli, um, again, unanimous, is unbelievable. Um, the that season also the sweet corn in the summer and then the sweet potato now are both some of our favorite dishes of the year. Um, the broccolini, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the vegetable the pizzas, cauliflower. I mean, like you could really go through the whole menu, and each of us has a favorite from every section. But I love the quote in the story where he says, um, "It's not a business transaction; you're taking care of people." And I, I think in my experience and. Many people I've talked to, they just feel like they're really welcomed when they come to the restaurant mm-hmm. and they feel important. And I think mm-hmm. above the 
you know, the menu and the drinks and everything. It's that feeling that makes you want to go back, yeah, in my it's, opinion. It's yeah. both very special and very comfortable at the same time. Um, this is where I went for my engagement dinner. <laughs> uh, it's like it, it is a very special place to the, the all hospitality of us. there. We, we talk about the hospitality and the service. That I think that's what really sets it apart. The food is amazing, and if it, we were just judging on the food alone with these restaurants, maybe there would be some more more neck and neck races. But the hospitality here just really takes it over the top. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure they're very pleased to find themselves at the top of the list. <laughs> I hope so, well, yeah. what, what are some of the others? Uh, I think um, there are nine of them overall. Right? Yes, you the, the second. <clears throat> Best restaurant was Billy Jean this year. This is Zoe Robinson's new restaurant, another um, seasoned restaurateur. Another Zoe restaurant. Indeed. <laughs> indeed. Yeah, she, it's right on the same street, Y Down, as uh, E. Fratellini and Barla Ferrer, which she also owns. And like those two, this is the height of style. Um, our writer, Matt Sorrell, said it feels like you're in New York when in this place, whereas Ifredolini is Italian and Barla Ferris French. Um, this feels very big city. Everything is black. The walls are black. They have these beautiful um, black on white prints by the abstract impressionist Robert Motherwell. It's just like very fine taste as well as um, like Louis, but nothing's um, quite so different. festive as black at this right? <laughs> it's <laughs> very popular. Very trendy right now. <laughs> yeah, my like favorite color. Looks dark good black on interiors. Another place with really excellent service. Um, and again, the food here is unbelievable. The my favorite thing um, eating there was the whole snapper. And when I ate there it came with a salsa verde that had lime leaf and cilantro and it's just totally tender, totally sweet. It was perfectly cooked. Um it, yeah, it's the same level that you'd expect from other Zoe restaurants, but it feels more her. It's like new and fresh and, and super stylish. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's a routine. Uh, another um, – so we had a couple of seasoned restaurant veterans make this list this year. Um, Gerard Craft opened Cinder House at the Four Seasons, and that was another one that landed on our list this year. Um, mm-hmm. And this is what – I wrote that this is what happens when one of St. Louis' fanciest hotels has the renovation budget and Gerard Craft comes in. It is a mm-hmm. chic restaurant. It really? feels very luxurious. It feels very Four Seasons. Um and it's it's a really great restaurant. It's actually a um, a tribute to his uh, childhood nanny. Uh, her name was Dia, and she was um, South American. And so the restaurant really leans toward that Brazilian South American bent, um, without being like a direct <clears throat> South American uh, Brazilian restaurant. It's it's got some accents to it, but it's really Gerard Craft doing it. Um, and so we we really like the dishes there. Um, obviously, meat is done very well at Brazilian steakhouses. That's what they're really known for. So meat is done very well. There's a great dry age steak selection. The lamb ribs. Um, are awesome. The, the <laughs> lamb ribs are awesome. There's a uh, traditional Brazilian dish called, called feijoada, which is sort of a beef and uh, meats, uh, bean and meat stew. The Gerard sort of does his take on it with like five different meat preparations, and it's wonderful. But Mira is actually vegetarian and really like the vegetarian dishes. The vegetarian dishes. dishes there were so wonderful. There was a mushroom dish that they did with like hen of the woods and this chorizo seasoned butter on top of these little, I think, potato puree. And... Um, but I thought it was so n- nice because he had described it like it was an old niche dish that they kind of revived and uh, retooled a little bit for the restaurant. And then there was another dish, an heirloom carrot dish uh, with a oh, carrot mole. That was a side, but it was so good. Yeah, but I thought, you know, at a place like that, we, you may feel limited to bring people who are pescatarian or vegan or vegetarian, but there certainly were a, a range of dietary mm-hmm. options there, which was unexpected and very, very nice. 
Mm-hmm. He's a very versatile guy, obviously, isn't he? Absolutely. And he's got a really great team of people. I think that's why his restaurants are so successful is because mm-hmm. he puts the right people in place to run the day-to-day operations, too. Mm-hmm. Chef Michael Fricker was there before, um, and he's sort of the exec chef for this place now. And they've really worked closely together to get the wood-fired cooking um, down to it an art and really present the best foot forward. Yeah, that's got to be tough. Absolutely. I mean, I had no question. No <laughs> question about it. Okay, let's move on. Um, another one, uh, another uh, sort of well-known place, um, Ben Peremba, who owns Olio and Elia Nixta down there in Botanical Heights. He's really sort of conquered that that neighborhood as far as restaurant ownership. Um, he recently opened the Benevolent King in Maplewood. And that's this is another small, dramatic, stylish restaurant. Lots black, of black. Lots of black, gold. gold mirrors. Um, and it's sort of Moroccan-inspired without necessarily, again, being a direct Moroccan restaurant. Um, but the things that are really cool, this is where we were talking about, we would go here a lot for like a sort of drinks and snacks. The dishes are meant to be small and shareable. Um, and they're all done very, very well. It's a very tiny kitchen, like three people in it. Um, but then the cocktail program by Tony Saputo is just really top notch. Every drink that we've had there has been a really complex, nuanced drink. It tastes different when you start than when you finish. And that's the sign of just a really well thought out cocktail program. Well, I thought what was so interesting about him is like I've heard from so many bartenders that say, you know, limiting your cocktail ingredients to three to four is ideal because, you know, mm-hmm. it's easier to balance it and everything kind of has its every ingredient plays its flavor role. Mm-hmm. But with Tony's cocktails, I noticed there are some of them have like eight, nine yeah. ingredients in it. But and they he's all, making half of them. Yeah. and they, But they all serve a purpose. It's not just for having this flashy menu writing. It's really intentional and mm-hmm. And I think he does such a great job of making each ingredient yeah. have a purpose. And, and it's hard to do that well. And the food is not outshone by the cocktails. The food stands in its own right. I mean, there's a simple dish of just marinated tomatoes that are some of the best tomatoes I've had this year. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's it's really quality ingredients, very simple preparation, but done perfectly. So if you mm-hmm. like oleo, you should definitely, definitely. check it out. Yeah, sort of definitely. To that. Another place that's gotten a lot of attention that we've mentioned it a couple of times in our get-togethers here is Yellow Belly. That's, that's hit the ground running, didn't that- it? That is our. That was our number three restaurant. Yep. Um, so we were chatting with Tim Wiggins, who um, is a part owner there and also at Retreat, a gastropub in the Central West End. And he had. We were just. We were so excited about it. And we were chit chatting, and we were like, "Who's going to be the chef?" And we were just talking to him about you know all their preparations. And he said they, him and uh, co-owner Travis Howard, just picked the ideal chef that they wanted and just called him up to see if he would do it. And that was Richard Blaze, who was a Top Chef All-Stars winner. And he has his own restaurant group. And um, he came on as a consultant. And so if you're a Top Chef fan, you know he loves, like, liquid nitrogen and all these, like, gastromolecular gastronomy kind of techniques. And you can see that in the menu. Um, And the menu, it's, like, tropical. And I love saying this because I said it a lot during the whole process of writing once to um, not once to watch best new restaurants was it's equally yoked the <laughs> the drinks menu and the food menu they're just both so strong it would be impossible to decide which one is mm-hmm. better there's a coconut cake avocado toast tuna poke and then all the cocktails we've all had them like there's they're a millennial excellent. pink cocktail with like uh-huh. peach and rum and bitter it's just it's very fresh and bright. Lots of like fruit flavors and 
Southeast Asian influences in some of the dishes. Too. A lot of really strong beverage programs this year. Like it's, it, mm-hmm. I mean, and food is sort of the first and foremost when you go out to eat, but the beverage programs have all been very strong in a lot of the restaurants we went to this year, and it really mm. shows. Yep. All righty, moving along. I don't know if we've covered most of them, but uh, I see the clover and the bee is I on I love the, the clover and the yeah. bee. <laughs> um, so the clover and the bee is in Webster Groves. It's next door to sister restaurant Olive and Oak, which um, was on our list three years ago. It's still incredibly popular in Webster still Groves. Slammed I, every you're still slammed. You have to make a reservation. It's nuts. Clover and the Bee started as a breakfast and lunch spot, um, but they recently at well, not recently, I guess a few months ago, they added dinner service. And we went um, like last month, I think, a few of us did, and we were just blown away by what they were doing there. Mm-hmm. The atmosphere is re- a little more relaxed than Olive and Oak. It's a little more casual. It's um, not quite as packed. You can walk in and get a table, at least we could on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, but the food is just as good. It's just as delicious. It's just as complex. Um, it's got a little bit of an Italian influence. We really liked the, the Bucatini Carbonara. There's a simple braised lamb dish that really surprised us. Um, and there's this pesto pistachio <laughs> goat cheese dip thing that is just out of this world You good. don't expect a dip to be your favorite thing it was after my going favorite out for thing. dinner. And they had so great excited. pasta and everything. This was the very best thing. Oh, I love their eggplant parmesan. I just went over the weekend and I was able to walk in yeah. and at all the like Italian dishes, the eggplant parmesan, there was a spicy rigatoni, and I felt like our server had a really great had really great knowledge of the wine list. It was clear he had tasted everything, and he was able to recommend a, a good, affordable bottle that went with everything that we yeah, had ordered. That is something. When they switched to the dinner menu, they expanded their bar. They built it out a little bit more and had the focus shift there a little bit more than uh, when they were a daytime restaurant. It's a great place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have we covered all nine? We're missing three. <laughs> we'll hit the last three real quick. Yeah, we've got three minutes left. So. Three minutes. <laughs> One minute each. Heather, frankly, go. Okay. Um, two, I'll, I'll talk about two that were some of my favorites. Frankly, on Cherokee, you might recognize that name from the uh, Frankly Sausages food truck. It's mm-hmm. the same owners, t- uh, Bill and Jamie Cawthon. Um, it is, it's super simple. It's just, uh, uh, those sausages, the best fries in the world, which we've talked about before, um, (laughs) but they've expanded the menu a little bit with a burger that blew me away. It challenged Max Local Eats is my favorite burger in the city, which is, uh, was, uh, took a lot of doing, um, uh, amazing chicken wings, dry rubbed, they're double star chicken. The attention to ingredients is unreal and the execution you can just see uh, Bill Cawthon's background. Um, he's an excellent person in the industry. He's so, so good. Uh, that's on Cherokee Street. And then another that I wanted to talk about is um, Savage. This is in Fox Park. It is a uh, tasting menu restaurant, so you can get 12 or 6 courses or a smaller uh, snacks menu. And they're just little um, tasting courses, very small bites, so you can get a lot of them. And this is by Chef Logan Ely, who we spoke about before we had him in for the Square One project that he was a mm-hmm. part of. Um, he's just one of the, the most interesting chefs in St. Louis right now to watch, I think. His focus on um, fermentation and really interesting techniques to make food that's unlike anything you've tasted before, but it's made out of, like, uh, turnips or or something much more familiar. Uh, and, a minute left. I don't want to interrupt, but Mira's, oh, no. Mira's got the last one on yes. the list. Okay. Let's, let's do that quickly, Mira, because <laughs> you want to get in a pitch for a reader a reader's survey sure. as well. Oh, yeah. Need Bakehouse and Provisions. It's in Lindenwood Park. Um, 
think breakfast, lunch, are my favorite thing that I had there was the everything bagel kolache, which is basically like an everything bagel bomb with cream cheese stuffed inside. Grilled cheese, where the cheese is on the inside and toasted on the outside. They have a great bakery where you can buy a loaf of bread, take it to go. Good coffee. I mean, it's a great, quick lunch spot, really cute inside. Um, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Quickly, 30 so, seconds. 30 <laughs> seconds. All these restaurants are in our December issue, which is online at saucemagazine.com. We have a People's Choice poll going on right now on Facebook. Go to Facebook, uh, search for Sauce Magazine, go to our photos. We have a whole album. You can vote for your favorite. The poll closes this Friday. The one with the most votes wins. We'll put uh, information on our website so folks can get at it quickly. <laughs> Catherine Claney, thank you so much for being with us. Heather Hughes, thank you for being with us. Mira mm-hmm. Nagarajan, thank you for being with us. Happy thank holidays you. to all Happy of holidays. you. Happy holidays. Plenty of places to go to get something good to eat. <laughs> now we know. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.